This episode of the Fresh Start Family Show is brought to you by our Quick Start Learning Bundle, how to build a compassionate, firm, and kind discipline toolkit that works with kids of all ages. Head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your Quick Start Bundle so you can get going today on building up a strong, compassionate, discipline toolkit in your home. Hello, hello, listeners. I'm so happy that you are here for a new episode. I'm Wendy Snyder, positive parenting educator and family life coach. And this episode is a good one, you guys. We're talking about mindfulness today. And this one was actually recorded a while back. I am so embarrassed to say this, but it was actually recorded more towards the beginning of COVID, which is crazy to re-listen to this because you guys, it's been like two years. How has it been two years since this whole pandemic deal began, right? I think so many of us are still in shock that it's lasted so long. I am very optimistic that we are on the tail of this thing. But anyways, um, this file actually of this episode or this this conversation um, kind of got lost when I had to buy a computer, a new computer a while back, which by the way, Apple has the best customer service on the planet. I just want to say that because when I experience a company that just has phenomenal customer service, I want to shout it on the mountaintops. Um, but I had kind of a bad experience with a computer. It had a fan that was that was really loud. You'll actually kind of hear it in this episode. So thanks in advance for your patience with the sound not being as perfect as I like it as a perfectionist. I hate imperfection. (laughs) Anybody else a perfectionist? Um, But it still sounds great. This episode still sounds great. But I had to get a new computer to kind of figure out what the problem was. And this file kind of got lost in that transition. But I recently found this file on my hard drive and I was just beyond thrilled to discover it because it really is one of my favorite episodes we've recorded for a few different reasons. So um, Dr. Chris Willard, who's um, today's conversation is with, he's a mindfulness expert and a psychologist. He's an author, he's an educational consultant, and most importantly, he just is an awesome dad. Um, But talking with him was just so natural and fun. And mindfulness has really been something that I've been on a journey to really understand the last few years. And seriously, I think for a long time, I just, I just didn't get it. It seemed like so hippy dippy. And I was always like, yeah, I get it. I'm here. My mind is here. My body is here. Like whatever. Sure. I'm mindful. But my goodness, God has been speaking to me a lot over the last year, especially encouraging me just to slow down and breathe more and focus on the right now, the right here, instead of tonight and tomorrow and next week and next month. Um, And that can be quite the challenge for me. So just last week, I was on a coaching feed for my bonfire support families, and I I became aware once again um, that I had a headache. I get headaches a lot when I teach or speak. but I became aware of this as I was as I was speaking and I was coaching and I and I told my my support group I said okay you know what I'm going to take a second here I'm going to slow down, and um, I really just became mindful of what was happening for me in that moment. I grabbed some peppermint oil that I had next to me, I drank some water, I took some deep breaths. You're going to hear us talk a lot about breaths in this episode, um, and within a few minutes I felt better. So. I realized in that moment that, you know, sometimes my mind can just 
like race, race, race. And anyways, I'm just not in the moment. I'm just not present to what actually is happening in my body or whatever's going on, right? Can you relate? Um, so we we definitely, we've been talking a lot about mindfulness inside of our bonfire support group over the last few years. And we're always practicing the ability to slow down and just celebrate the moment we are in, even if it's challenging, even if the day that we're having, um, you know, is long and we're tired um, to celebrate the children that we are blessed with, even if they're strong-willed and a lot of work, right? Um, and last week, I actually stumbled upon um, Kate Bowler's new book. It's called Good Enough, 40 Devotionals for a Life of Imperfection. And I actually read this excerpt to my Bonfire Support community because it just kind of stopped me in my tracks. Um And as I went to record the intro for today's episode, I realized that the first five to 10 minutes of our conversation with Chris got clipped somehow. I don't know like what happened to this file. I swear the enemy was like trying to make it doomed, but nothing was going to stop us from putting this episode out. But I realized that I had a few more minutes to record this intro. So I just thought um, I would read this excerpt. Uh, from Kate's new book. I have her old book. uh, She has many books, but um, one of the ones I've read is called, um, I think it's called, I should know this title by heart, but I think it's called um, Everything Happens for a Reason and like other lies that I've believed in my life. And that was a really good book. But this new one I just ordered from Amazon because I'm really excited about it. But I think this excerpt will bless you um, in combination with this episode. Um, So I think being awake and aware to whatever we're doing today, being able to settle our souls so we can become grateful for the moment. That feels like a good intention to me and one that I want to practice more and more every day of my life. So let me read that to you now. Um, This is a blessing for loving what is instead of what could have been from Good Enough, uh, which again, I guess is now available for pre-order. I thought it was actually coming in the mail, but I guess when I ordered it on Amazon, it's actually on pre-order. But here's the excerpt. Blessed are you who are attempting to love what is here, what is now. You who recognize the wonder and pain looking at life's rearview mirror at those things that are gone. The person you were, the quickness and sharpness of a body that didn't tire as quickly. I'm going to try not to cry as I read this because I just relate so much to everything she says. The relationships and jobs and aspirations, the people you can't get back. Blessed are you holding the gentle compassion that wraps memories in grace. And blessed are you turning your gaze from imagined futures that seem to call out with an unnecessary pressure and an urgency that wants to rob you of what joys still exist. And oh, how blessed are you drawing a tidy boundary around today and calling it home. For yesterday is a memory, tomorrow is a mirage. Blessed are you recognizing that the right-sizing of reach and possibility is the heart's ease of God's good counsel. Opening your eyes to all that is here, let its beauty seep into your pores and whisper words of peace. Receive and welcome reality in its completeness giving over to God all that is beyond your power to change or understand or return to once again. And in the meantime, embracing and loving the life you have, the family you have, the pleasures that are yours right now. (laughs) So good, right? 
Oh my gosh. So that's pretty beautiful. And I just hope that that blesses your soul. Okay, so let's get into today's episode. I know you're going to love it, but first, a few reminders, listeners. Number one, make sure you're subscribed to our show over on iTunes or wherever you listen to our podcast. And while you're there, you guys, I'd love to ask you if you would leave us a review. Reviews just take three minutes usually, and they really help us get seen in the iTunes world. And when we are seen, we're able to help more and more families across the world. And it's also, you guys, when you leave us a review, it's just a great way to shoot us a quick little thank you note uh, for this free weekly content that we create for you uh, because we love you. Uh, Number two, if you love our work here at Fresh Start Family and you want to dig a bit deeper into the positive parenting work that I teach and the family life coaching work that I do, make sure you grab our free guide that we have over on the website, freshstartfamilyonline.com. It's a free guide to raising strong-willed kids with integrity. I know many of you that listen to our show have kids that have a beautiful strong will or perhaps just have kids in a power surge stage of life where they're pushing back a lot and saying, no, I won't and you can't make me. And that free learning guide will really support you in in your journey to to become creative with how you approach them so you can get better results, they listen more, they cooperate better, and you are able to build relationship and stay connected with them while influencing them to behave well. Okay, so go grab that, freshstartfamilyonline.com. And then lastly, friendly reminder that our upcoming Freedom to Be program is almost sold out, but we do have some tickets left. So head on over to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash freedom course to learn more and grab your ticket for this life-changing personal development course. I bet many of you probably didn't even realize I'm a certified life coach too, huh? Yep, I'm both positive parenting educator and certified life coach. I think that's what really makes us unique here at Fresh Start Family. Um, So this Freedom to Be program is really a life coaching program that changes everything for us as parents and in our marriages and really just with everyone that we love, including ourselves. So anywho, make sure you go over to the um, that URL, freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash freedom course to learn more and grab your ticket if you're interested. But are you ready, families, for this incredible conversation on mindfulness? Okay, let's do this. Enjoy. Help me welcome Dr. Chris Willard to the show. Well, hey there, I'm Stella. Welcome to my mom and dad's podcast, The Fresh Start Family Show. We're so happy you're here. We're inspired by the ocean, Jesus, and rock and roll, and believe deeply in the true power of loving kindness. Together, we hope to inspire you to expand your heart, learn new tools, and strengthen your family. Enjoy the show. I'm we Terry and I both like we are just really um, I think all parents right across the world right now during this wild and crazy season um, that we're in just really needs your messaging more than ever right now so thank you for taking time to be here with us I'm gonna uh, just read your bio real quick Chris um, and then I'm gonna pass it back to you yeah okay so listeners Dr. Willard is a psychologist and an educational consultant based in Boston specializing in mindfulness he has been practicing meditation for 20 years and has had led hundreds of workshops around the world with invitations to more than two dozen countries. That's so awesome. He currently serves on the board of directors at the Institute for Meditation and Psychotherapy and is the president of the Mindfulness and Education Network. He has presented at TEDx conferences and his thoughts have appeared in the New York Times, the Washington Post, Mindful.org, and elsewhere. He is the author of 
15 books. That's amazing. Um, including Growing Up Mindful, Alpha Breaths, which is my personal favorite, um, for parents, professionals, and children, along with six sets of cards and therapeutic games available in more than 10 languages, and you teach at Harvard Medical School. Amazing. What else you been doing, Chris? <laughs> so I'm not very busy. Come on. <laughs> Amazing. So that, of course, is, you know, your amazing, um, just more than you, your story. But tell us more about your journey. How did you get here? How did you become passionate about what you do every day? Um, tell us a little bit more about you and your family. How old are your kids? All that good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, it's a, it's a funny journey. And I think, you know, mindfulness is, is you know, it's, it's so super trendy these days. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and, and yet, you know, I really feel like it existed in, in so many ways before, you know, we started calling everything mindfulness. And, and it can seem like this exotic thing or this new thing. But the reality is we've all had experiences of mindfulness. And, and, and so, like, I actually look back at when I was a kid and, again, never heard that word mindfulness. And, you know, I went to this, like, really sweet nature camp where actually my son just went this summer and it's, he loved it, too. Um, but like we do things like we'd go in the woods and they'd say, let's walk as silently as we can in the woods mm. and we'll, we'll notice more that way and we'll hear more that way and we'll see more that way. The animals will come out and maybe the counselors were just trying to get us to shut up. Right. <laughs> but the fact is, if you've ever tried to walk without making a sound, it takes so much focus. So you're just focused mm. on the ground and the sensations and the movement. And 20 years later, I took a mindfulness course. We did mindful walking. And it, it was really kind of the same thing. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, then sitting down in the woods and let's notice all the sounds in the forest. Can you hear the trees whispering to each other? Right. And, you know, or like just like watching clouds in the sky with my dad and like all these experiences that many years later, you know, had kind of like planted the seeds of an, of an openness to this idea of mindfulness in me when you know, the reality is like I, I kind of rediscovered mindfulness because I was sort of a basket case in college and took a couple of years off to, you know, I don't know, find myself, get my shit together, however you want to put yeah. it, you know, <laughs> like dealing with depression, dealing with anxiety, dealing with like, you know, some major substance abuse issues. And, and I found mindfulness by my parents basically dragging me on a mindfulness retreat and suddenly mm -hmm. everything was transformed. I felt happier. I felt healthier. I felt more focused. I felt more creative. And I was like, you know, like anyone who's newly converted to something, I was like, I want to teach this to everybody. Right. <laughs> and I finished school. I was an English major. Then went back and was a teacher for a couple of years. Felt like I was not a very good teacher. Um, <laughs> and, and then went back to school to become a, a psychologist, a therapist. And and from there, it felt like a really natural way of bringing mindfulness in. Um, at that point, I actually didn't think I wanted to work with kids. I've been such like a, a, a not very good teacher. I had no idea what I was doing. I couldn't control the kids at all or you know, manage the kids, excuse me, not try to control them. But like, I was like, I can't deal with kids. And I ended up actually just having an internship working with kids and, and then kind of got interested again in like working with teenagers and kids and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, and then bringing mindfulness to that and then kind of like just things snowballed. I wrote a book, um, you know, and that's turned into a bunch of other like fun kids books and, you know, then like traveling and sharing this stuff, um, all over the place, which is like, I love traveling. So that's been just, I just feel so incredibly yeah. lucky. 
um, and then six years ago actually had kids or, or had one kid <laughs> six years ago. And, you know, then I was like, please throw away my first book from, right. And I was like, oh, <laughs> became one, right? And um, I do actually still think it's a good book, but, um, yeah. you know, and then, you know, I've now got a, a six year old and a two and a half year old and, um, and they have something of an interest in this stuff sometimes, you know, on a, on a good day. Um, but that's kind of, you know, brings me to where I am now where I'm, I'm a parent and I love that. And, and I teach and I love that. Um, you know, and I, 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 I like you know, work with parents and I work with kids and I, I consult with schools and I, you know, consult with different psychological organizations and, and just have a lot of fun wow. with this stuff and, and writing too. Um, so I, I just feel like incredibly lucky and, and I get to have a pretty flexible schedule and spend time with my kids. I think we've, we've all spent a lot of time with our kids. In the last <laughs> um, we've bonded. Yeah. <laughs> we are bonded. Yeah. Yeah. Bond. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That is amazing. Incredible. Well, very, very cool. Um, yeah. Okay, well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of that. Um, so let's let's get right into it. When it comes to mindfulness, I okay. So so your first piece of wisdom that you're going to bring to the table today is how we can make things fun, um, learn fun and practical ways to bring mindfulness into your family. And I can't wait to hear this. And and your books are really a great example of that, right? Especially like the Alpha Breath um, book. Uh, it's so good. I can't wait to to really. Um, get this in front of more and more of my, my bonfire members and my membership group, especially. Um, so tell us more about that. Yeah. So alpha breaths was like, you know, it's actually, you know, I mean, and so many of my books are now like inspired by the people I work with or inspired by, you know, my own kids. And, um, you know, that, that got started because I was reading, Oh my gosh, what is the name of that book? It's some Eric Carl book. That's like, I can, you oh. know, like bang my chest like a gorilla and like watching my son who was two years old at the time, like do all that stuff. I was like, Oh my gosh, he like understands English. This is crazy. And yeah. <laughs> these other like funny, you know, breaths that my friend Daniel, who I wrote the book with, had come up with and other ones. And then, you know, when you've got two and three year olds, you've got, you know, everyone gives you alphabet books and it's like, wait a minute, breathing alphabets, <laughs> right? Like fun activities yeah. with movement put it together alpha breaths like the title is awesome and I, I called up daniel who had you know been kind of the guy who came up with stuff like uh the the superhero breath although he actually says a, some five-year-old came up with a superhero breath but some of these other kind of fun breathing practices butterfly breath alligator breath things like that i was like hey do you want to do a book together we didn't even really know we knew each other a little bit um and he was like yeah dude i love this and we got on a phone call and we wrote the whole book in about 15 minutes. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> um, we came up with a big brainstorm, you know, sent it out. And, you know, the thing about writing books, you know, which, again, I love, but they it's like from idea to, to contract to like the book actually appearing in your, in your hands took, took like four or five years, um, wow. which is so frustrating when you've got a good idea and you want it, you want to see it in person. Um, but then it's become like such a fun thing. So, you know, for, for folks listening or folks watching, you know, it's got things in it like, you know, and, and if you're listening, I'm trying to think of what one might be, but like, a, a you know, A is the alligator breath and you hold your arms out and you like lift them up like big alligator jaws as you breathe in and you breathe out as you snap your jaws shut or 
the ninja breath, just trying to breathe as silently as possible, <laughs> which takes so much focus, right? Things like this for N, right? Or the T is the teddy bear breath, you know, before bed, oh, you maybe put a teddy awesome. bear on your belly and just rock it to sleep with you. So these kinds of things that are just fun. And, and it's just been, it's such a, a pleasure to see it take off and, and not just like for myself, um, but just like that people are enjoying this thing and learning something and like literally two or three times a week, I get a picture from some kid in Australia doing a, you know, an alligator breath or, oh, you know, cool. some kid in, in, in South Africa doing, you know, like a, you know, underwater breath, like, and, and then people sending us new ideas. And so we actually just two weeks ago signed the contract for Alpha Breaths 2, Nice. Or as my son calls it, too many alpha breaths. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, so it, it, it's just been, it, it, I don't know, it's, it's been so fun and so rewarding on so many levels. And, and kids have fun with it and they make up their own. And, um, you know, like I was actually like I Googled it the other day and there's all these like teachers doing YouTube videos of it. I was like, I had no idea all these people are, are using it. So it's just been, it's been such a pleasure. And That's amazing. Um, I just feel so lucky that, you know, being able to, to contribute and, and share this stuff and then people finding it useful and fun yeah. too. So you know, that's just been such a treat. Yeah. Let's chat for a hot sec openly and honestly about what your discipline toolkit looks like in your home right now. If you're anything like most parents, you're relying on the hand-me-down set you inherited. Timeouts, spankings, threatening of spankings, taking iPads away, three, two, one countdowns, groundings, taking away toys, e-bikes, iPhones, any or all of those kind of tactics that create a total relationship strain and don't even work long-term to end your child's misbehavior for good. Meaning, you might spank your child or send them to timeout today for being, air quotes, mean to their sister or disrespecting you, but then three days from now, they're repeating the same misbehavior, which causes you to flip your lid because you know they know better. I want to help you learn a new way so you can end the vicious cycle that's keeping you stuck as a parent and causing you to feel super frustrated that nothing is working to get your strong-willed, stubborn child to behave better. My team and I have recently completely refreshed our Compassionate Discipline Quick Start Learning Bundle to help you learn a new way to teach your kids important life lessons, a new way to help your children learn from their mistakes and take responsibility for their actions. You can just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, and I'll personally send you a message with a link to download this free bundle. I'm going to help you shift out of a punishment mindset and into a compassionate discipline one where you fully trust that connection-based, firm and kind discipline tools are all you need to be a strong leader in your home who holds your kids responsible when they misbehave, but does it in a way where they are learning the vital life skills they are missing when they mess up. So again, just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free bundle now. I am so excited for you to shift out of feeling guilty and shameful when you lay your head on your pillow at night and shift into feeling confident and proud of the way you handled yourself as a parent, even when you were wildly triggered and upset about the mistake your child made. Okay, I'm excited for you to dive into this free resource. I'll see you in my DMs and inside the free discipline bundle.
This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yeah. So tell me about that part, Dr. Willard. So I I know as being a a positive parenting educator that kids learn incredibly well through play, right? Like if we, so, you know, the way it works in our program, you know, in relation to breath, right? And I, and I, I have more questions for you just about mindfulness in general, how it helps us, because I still, (laughs) we've had a few experts on the show. I have friends that, that teach mindfulness and I'm still like, maybe it's because I'm such a busybody and I'm out of my body a lot, but I'm, Literally, I'm honestly like, what do you mean? I do I do not even understand. What does this mean to be mindful? It's hilarious. So I, I want to ask you about that in a second more. Um, but when it comes to kids, I know that they learn so well by play and when we make it fun, right? So I can teach my parents all day long, hey, when things get tense, when misbehavior arises, we want to create the space between the stimulus and the response, right? Like the more, mm-hmm. the, you know, mm-hmm. when it, within that space lies your ability to choose, your freedom, all this stuff, right? right? And at the same time, like you are going to be able to teach that to your child by modeling it, of course. And then mm-hmm. also, like the, the kids don't learn great if you're like, sit down, we're going to have a lesson now on how to breathe when you're upset, right? right? right. Like right. they just right. learn so well through play, which is such a beautiful, um, you know, you do that so well in your books. They get to, they get to have fun with it, right? They get to have um, visualization, which I think is so important for adults too, because um, it's all the same, right? I mean, we, maybe, maybe, I just speak for myself, do you feel like this too? But I literally forget to breathe. Like, I forget to yeah. breathe. Yeah, um, I think there's definitely moments in the day where I, I I do forget, and I think, and I was kind of relating all of this that you were talking about, and maybe I'm skipping ahead to your next question, but this idea of, like, teaching the skill of being present, um, uh, it seems like that's what you learned um, on that nature walk early on, that there's such a beauty in that, and then, you know, for the parents, there's a byproduct of, like, well, yeah, they're going to be quiet for the moment, but I think just the life skill of being present um, I think that's what you're noting in yeah. your life. You probably spend a lot of time, like you said, outside of your body. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> even when he says, even when you say the word present, I still, I'm like, what does that mean? Like, cause I'm always so, I'm planning for the future. I'm thinking about the future. I'm like, well, what is the effect of this activity that we're doing right now going to be on the future? Maybe listeners can mm-hmm. relate, but is, is that in essence what mindfulness is? Dr. Willard is like slowing down to just feel your breath, your body, the things around mm-hmm. you and focus on the like right in this second. Is that? Yeah. And, and I think with, with some intention, like, you know, there's so many definitions of mindfulness out there, but, but to me, I've kind of reduced it more recently to whatever it is you're doing, knowing that you're doing it. Okay. <laughs> right? Like, do I know that I'm eating right now? Do I know that I'm walking mm. right now? And there's all these other, you know, like paying attention to the present moment with acceptance and non-judgment. And like, I think that's all a big part of it, but fundamentally it's just really being like aware and awake to whatever it is that we're, we're doing in the present and, and checking in with our senses Right. Our thoughts, as you said, they're off in the future. They're off in the past. Like the research actually says that's where our minds go when we when we stop for a second. 
right? But when we come into our senses, like, boom, if I clap my hands, like we're present for the sound of that hand clap, and then our mind goes off again. But finding these ways to just come back to our senses, right? See, Got touch, it. smell, right? Like that brings us really in. And things like breathing, you know, I mean, like alpha breaths, like, you know, technically it's really not mindfulness. It's like kind of a joke, but it, right. but the, the breath helps us to settle down and, and, and calm our body down, self-regulate so that we're getting into the present. And I think this is also so important with our kids. Like one of the, one of the things that I found very inspiring, there's this meme I've seen float around online that says, never in the history of calming down has anyone ever calmed down by being told to calm down. Right. right. <laughs> like, hey, as a teacher, I relate. As a parent, I relate. As a therapist. And it's like, if we want, the, the thing that's really cool about mindfulness is that it's contagious. Actually, all of our emotions are contagious. We've probably noticed, right? Mm. Especially when we spent a lot of time together recently. And Right. The, the way I can help my kid to calm down and self-regulate, it's not going to happen unless I'm well-regulated. So the more I, as a parent or a therapist or a teacher, am able to settle myself with my breath, with my senses, right, then a kid who's really struggling, right, that, that, what that's going to do is it's going to tell them that, it, that I'm safe to kind of come back to and reconnect with even after a conflict, even after a blowout, even after a, you know, really difficult tantrum, what our kids need to know is that we're still there for them and we're ready when they're ready to reconnect and that we're not shaming them, that we're not like pushing them away. Right. But that like, we're, we're here, we're present. Right. And, and I think, you know, that's where mindfulness becomes so important for us adults, for us parents. Um, it helps us stay even keel when the world is not even keel and when our kids are not even keel. And I, I think that's, that's where it's really so powerful. And it is like, you know, there's these cool studies like parents who practice mindfulness. The kids are happier. Communication is better mm. in the family. Um, you know, kids sort of like behavior is better. In fact, the best predictor for a kid with ADHD, um, you know, doing well with mindfulness is actually if the dad practices mindfulness, the behavior improves oh. the which That's is crazy. So right? rad. I love that study. And like, you know, or, or people like like parents, like if, if one of you two practices mindfulness for a week, the other one is going to, and, and you don't even know, the other one doesn't know, the other one's going to say like, my relationship's much better this week. We're getting along better. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like I'm happier, greater levels of satisfaction with your relationship. So it's like, you know, these effects are also contagious and ripple out. It's not just like the kids having a tantrum and we say, go do some hot chocolate breaths, right? It's like, yeah. no, we settle ourselves down and that, that signals to the kid that they're safe and that they can learn how to settle themselves down too. And we do that together. This is a process called co-regulation um, because Beautiful. kids can't, when they're young, regulate, right? They need us to kind of take the lead on that and, and be their prefrontal cortex to help them settle yeah. and find oh, that cool. space between stimulus and response. And, 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 you know, it's kind of fun that you bring that up. That's actually the, the next book I have coming out. My wife and I wrote a kid's book together about the spaces in between. Oh, and no it's way. it's inspired by, yeah, like, you know, the space between your in-breath and your out-breath or your left step and your right step and um, between your thoughts and your feelings and um, just to help kids start to tune into that and, and notice that that exists, that, that little pause um, where we can find our growth and our freedom. So, yeah. yeah. Thanks for I love bringing it. that up. I, I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> so our, our next point is, is all about um, discovering simple strategies to build resilience. Give mm -hmm. us, give us some nuggets on that. What? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, I think during the pandemic, right, you know, especially where we're, we're all struggling to feel resilient and, and kind of try to, you know, grow our way through this. Um, and, and the reality is in, in traumatic, difficult situations, there's a few ways we can go, right? We can fall apart or we can come through them stronger. And, and yeah. to me, I've been really reflecting on this time, right, of, of how can we actually come through this stronger and better people better families, stronger families, stronger communities. And like right at the beginning, my wife and I in, in March were watching the kids play in the yard and I was trying to sound deep and I was like, the kids are never going to forget this time. And my <laughs> wife is it's actually a, a medical historian. So she studies plagues and pandemics and how they wow. impact. I know, right? It's like, you know, topical. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's very popular. Amazing. Right I didn't even uh, know that. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> It's such a cool thing. And she was like, kind of rolled her eyes and she's like, historic, like people are not, no one's going to forget this time for thousands of years. People are going to remember the pandemic of 2020 and, and maybe 2021. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and really thinking like, you know, watching everyone online be like, I'm going to, you know, like learn five languages and I'm going to read War and Peace and I'm going to run a marathon in my living room. And like, you know, we've got kids, like I'm not doing any of that stuff. Right. Yeah. And so it's not like, what do I want to do during this time? But the question for me has become, who do I want to be during this time? Mm -hmm. How do I want my kids to remember me, right? Like as a guy that like read the whole encyclopedia or as a guy that was really present for them through this? And and how do I want my neighbors to remember me? Like the the guy that took the last roll of toilet paper from the grocery store. (laughs) We all know that person. Toilet paper, right, exactly. And like, how can this really clarify our values? And, and, And to me, it's like, you know, how can we... You know, like as, as Mr. Rogers, you know, there's that great quote from his mom, like, look for the helpers, right? Like, how can we actually not just look for the helpers, but how can we be the helpers? And, and, and when you look at people that have come out of difficult situations more resilient, if you look across history, or you interview people that have been through traumatic experiences, you know, one thing that they all had in common was, was an adult in their life who was steady and consistent. And the other thing that so many of them had was that they that they were a part of something bigger than themselves and found something meaningful. And to me, it's trying to find what are those things for our family to do, right? Like, can we, you know, like make artwork and send it to, right, the senior center where they can't get visitors, right? Can we, you know, make signs, you know, thanking the first responders and, you know, the, the frontline workers during this and, and, and thank them? Can we, right, you know, like write, you know, inspirational stuff in, in, in chalk on the sidewalk. Can we help out our neighbors and get them toilet paper, right? Like, yeah. what are these things that we can do within our community, right? Sewing masks or, you know, I'm looking at, you know, like in my own neighborhood, there's kids that are like, we'll come like make a chalk mural for your kid's birthday. We'll oh, come do a singing telegram bad. for your kid's graduation. Like, I mean, and these are so meaningful because they're building resilience for the kids. They're they're actually making our community closer than it might have been otherwise in our yeah. totally polarized time that we're in right now. How can we in even our smaller communities find these ways to build new connections? Right? My mom like, you know, reading books out loud to, to my kids, like on FaceTime because we can't visit, right? Things like this, like how can we get you know, older kids, tutoring younger kids online to help them catch up. There's so many things that we can do to actually come out of this stronger as individuals and as communities 
and, you know, and it's also still a really hard time, but that we can actually come out of the stronger. And and that's what I really hope that we can, we can do with this, this pandemic time, um, particular. I love because it's all focused more in the present. It's less focused about, oh no, the kids are going to get behind or the kids are going to lose, um, you know, uh, communication with their grandparents or, oh no, we can't Mm -hmm. travel this year. So they're not going to be able to go have a, you know, or, you know, just this morning, I literally woke up thinking my daughter's turning 13. She's becoming a teenager and oh my goodness, she's not going to be able to have that party she always wanted, (laughs) you know? And so I love this. um, And I think it relates back to this, this mindfulness is because, you know, I'm sure those thoughts come and go, right? I'm sure that's mm-hmm. part of your expertise is to teach us how to easier let them go, but then to just to focus <laughs> in on like, okay, well, what can we do right now? And what is happening in the present? Like, what is, you know, uh, what is the chalk on the ground say? Like, what, how can I contribute? Right. And, and I love that because it brings it back to like, right now, everything is about like, what I'm, my mindful. I'm still like trying to process all this because I swear <laughs> mindfulness. I, I just have a tendency to be like out I think there. You're doing it. I'm doing it. I'm but, doing it. Okay. But you're right. Well, and mean, what can we do right now? Right. Exactly. We what we, can we you do? We can't predict six months or six weeks. We can predict the next six hours, maybe for our kids and our right. families, and yeah. you know, create routines and rituals and and not like you know the pandemic started. Everyone's like all right, homeschool, like at 8.15, we're going to like do reading. And at 8.30, we're all going to meditate for half an hour. And then at nine, we're going to like, you know, learn how to make sourdough. And, at t- and it's like, then the next day, two days later, everyone's like, nine to 12, Minecraft, time, yeah. right? 12 to one, everyone eat potato chips for lunch, right? And it's like, there's an in-between here. Yes, right? yeah. <laughs> like, but I think this is where like routines, like first this, then that is I yeah. think better than like eight o'clock this, 8.30 that. Right. And, and it makes it predictable for us. Right. We develop post-traumatic stress when things are unpredictable. So how do we just make the day predictable for ourselves and our kids? It actually makes us more resilient to do just simple things like that. Families, I have a question for you. Would you love to be able to set really strong boundaries and rules with your children and then follow through with consistency and firm kindness? If yes, listen up. I have a program called the Firm and Kind Parenting Blueprint that I'd love for you to go check out. You can learn more over at freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. Inside of this quick, easy to finish program, I'll teach you four steps to really setting those strong roles, but then following through in a way where you're using connection and firm kindness. And what I'll teach you will actually cause your children to want to cooperate with you because they truly respect you and value the rule and the boundary and understand how it serves them, not just something that they have to do or else. And it's just an incredible feeling when you go to bed at night knowing that you followed through on the rules and the strong boundaries in your home without relying on hand-me-down parenting tactics like fear, force, threats, yelling, harsh punishments that really create usually fear in your household, right? We want our children to listen to us because they respect us and because they understand why being part of the team, cooperating well, respecting rules, all those things, why that feels good as a human being. We want to do those things um, in ways that cause our children to want to respect us, not just because they're scared of us or a consequence. And that's exactly what I'm going to teach you inside this program. So again, head on over to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind to learn more. But in under an hour, this program will teach you some really effective strategies on how to create agreements with your kids instead of compliance statements, which is where a lot of 
parents go wrong and why their children don't end up respecting the rules or the agreements that they've made. And then I'm going to teach you how to use empathy. I'll teach you how to engage your kids' critical thinking skills when you tell them to do something and they say no. And then I'm also going to encourage you to understand how to empower your children. When children feel empowered, especially strong-willed kids, they will cooperate a whole heck of a lot easier, okay? So I want you to go learn about this program and let me know if you have any questions. FreshStartFamilyOnline.com forward slash firm and kind. Morning, you know, check in with the family. Roses and thorns, you know, at dinner or before bed, right? Things like this that just help us to connect and communicate, have things that we look forward to. We're not having to plan a whole day because we know how the routine's going to go. All of this saves a lot of energy and, and helps the kids feel safe and secure when they kind of know what's coming next, too. Yeah. Because we know it's coming in six months, but again, we know it's, we can make the day predictable for them. Yeah. And, Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, is that what you, is that what you're referring to when you say, um, which is our final point, um, Dr. Willard, is find a balanced path through the pandemic. So the balance, are you referring to like the sequencing versus the strict scheduling? Or um, tell us just a little bit about that to wrap up our, our episode, and then I want you to tell listeners um, where they can find you. And I and and we'll talk about that in a second because I want to um, I want to make sure we get your books on, on, over on our website <laughs> on the Fresh Start Family Shop page. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, and I think <clears throat> that is it is is like still, you know, everything is different, but still making sure we like honor birthday parties, right? Who knows what Thanksgiving and other holidays are going to look like, but that we still have them to look forward to in some way, right? That we, you know, we, we still honor weekends being different from weekdays. And of course, we are now, you know, mostly going back to school and um, you know, whether it's online or hybrid or whatever these things look like. So, so routines are coming back also, which is helpful. Um, yeah. but I think, you know, all of this helps us kind of muddle through this time in a, in a somewhat more balanced way. Um, and, and again, that settles us, which also in turn helps, helps the kids settle. And I think also to remember that this will end. Yeah. Again, we don't know when, but like, I, I remember I, I saw this piece of research like five years ago that was like, if you plan a vacation, even if you never take it, it actually lifts up your mood for a few weeks. Nice, and so yes. I'm like telling everybody, I'm like, plan your vacation. Like, you don't know when you're going to take this vacation, right? Day after you get the vaccine or something, right? Yeah. <laughs> or like, good treatment. And it's like, what are you going to do on that vacation? Who are you going to invite to the first barbecue, like after this thing is done, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, you know, what, what, are you, what restaurant are you going to go back to? Right. Kind of like looking forward to we don't know when, but we know it will happen at some point. And like, what do you want to do? And having that be a conversation when you call up your other parent friends, like, where are you going to go on vacation? What are you going to do when this is over, when you can travel again, when you feel safe enough to, to go out to a restaurant? What park are you going to go to? What you know, like, like, again, like this reminds us that this will end because it can feel like, when is this going to end? And like, yeah, the world will be different in some ways. But, like, there'll be a lot that we can do again, and it'll be great. <laughs> it'll be yes. So just keeping, keeping our eyes on the fact that we don't know when, but we know it, it will. It, it, this, this, this level of intensity and isolation will end. And, um, and I think that helps us keep going and talking about that with our kids, too, um, because we remind them, and then they can remind us. You know, on those days that we're feeling down, they're like, yeah, but maybe next summer – you know, we'll take that trip, you know, we'll go back to that restaurant, we'll have that party, right, for my birthday next year. And, and that 
that that keeps us all going as a family and and, and remembering that this yeah that 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 yeah. this particular time change. I even think about, you know, when you're talking about all that, remembering that the intensity within our homes is going to to change. Like I was just had this yeah. thought the other day of like, wow, we are going to wake up one day Everyone's going to be back to work and school. There's for me. I was thinking about myself. There's going to be a really mm-hmm. quiet home, and um, everything's just going to be back to normal. And it's going to be this beautiful, um, like, space of gratitude and appreciation. And there's going to be just health and abundance, and it's going to be so exciting. And we are not going to be so stressed out all the time in the home. Like, there's going to be, yeah. like, mom and dad aren't, like, there's just going to be this less, like, one less layer of stress. Like, being that this year Perfect. is the pandemic, and there's an election, and there's racial tensions. Like, it's just such an intense year that is, yeah. I think, pulling us out of this ability to be mindful. Um, right. And it's not always going to be like that. So one day, there's going to be, um, we're going to, you know... <laughs> And we can, you know, what you remind us of, Dr. Willard, so beautiful is that we don't have to wait for that day to become more mindful and balanced and peaceful. And we can practice things right now for sure. And um, it's like, there's going to be, there's going to be days when you're just a mess. And then there's going to be days when you're like, I'm doing, I'm doing great. I, I did my breast this morning. I meditated like yesterday, Terry and I, Terry woke us up. We meditated at six and then we did our prayer time and and awesome. today we did it, you know, like there's just right, balance. Right, there's going to be right. this day and that day and, and that's okay. But one day, um, there will be, there will be more like, I think less of like the stress, which I think really affects our homes and our parenting. And in the meantime, um, doing more things like you teach us is really going to help us. So tell us more, um, Dr. Willard, where can listeners find you? Tell us, um, I want, I like, I wish, I don't know if you know them by heart, but like, can you what is all the books that are available? Like, or like, I guess we can just, but I guess you're maybe the top five that you would um, recommend or we can just, but I love, I love, I love what you teach and tell listeners everything. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you can find more about me, Dr. Christopher Willard, drchristopherwillard.com is my website. Um, on Instagram, um, I'm drchriswillard. Um, and I do a daily challenge, um, or a monthly challenge. So, um, it's actually September has been alpha breaths. August was summer. I think October is going to be a self care challenge. November will either be a mindful eating or a mindful gratitude challenge. Um, so a little prompt every day. And then, you know, I've got some like courses and stuff on my website and, um, and then Mm. my book, which I feel really, you know, proud of too. And I think can be really fun. There's some for parents, um, nice. like growing up mindful and raising resilience. And then there's some for teenagers. Um, there's like an anxiety workbook for teenagers that I've done. And then for kids, I've got these, these fun kids books, um, alpha breaths. My wife and I wrote a book called the breathing book, um, together. That's really, you know, like try balancing the book on your head and turn the page with your breath and kind of fun stuff like cool. that. And then, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I just, actually the pandemic has led to a lot of creativity for me. So, um, you know, I've got some other fun books coming out in the future too. Um, so like the sequel to alpha brass and that in between book with my wife and, um, I'm actually, this is one of the more ridiculous ones. Um, but, uh, a book about how feelings come and go and it's called feelings are like farts. So, um, hopefully, <laughs> you know, the, the seven year olds will like that one. So we'll, we'll, we're still, still trying to get a contract for that, but, 
um we'll see uh i think that's that's gonna be a fun one (laughs) they are going to love that and i will say i love i love learning through books because like you said earlier learning through books is so fantastic but so many of us are basically learning the same things that our kids are learning that they have this like because it's such a new generation right like they get to have parents who are because of the wonderful exchange of information and education that so freely flows these days like they get to be this next generation that learns this stuff when they are like little and we never did right so now we're learning this stuff at age you know 30 40 years old where we're like oh my gosh, so we have to stop and breathe and be mindful about where we are right now and how to like feel the wind on our skin instead of worrying about like um, the election or whatever. Like what? Like it's also new to us. And when we stop and teach our kids and especially through books, because it's such a connected time, like connected way to, to be together, we are learning it. Like we are being taught the same thing and then you're connected and then you're together, right? Because I think so much of parenting is like, you need to learn this kid because you need to be better at calming down or not flying off the handle when your sister gets in your way or whatever it is. And it's like, well, actually, we all are probably pretty similar. We all are learning the same thing. Like, yeah, Terry with his career, my with my career, like, like the mm-hmm. kids with their friends or schoolwork or whatever it is, like, we're all in this together. So yeah, and I think those, those are the best kids books are the one like, you know, uh, you know, as I became a parent and started reading kids books, which I never, you know, did till I became a parent, right? Since I was a kid, but it's like, oh, the best ones are really so much like teaching the parents something at the same time. And I, and I, and I love that, that it's like, we're all learning together as we read this kids book and um, yeah. we're learning how to be better parents and the kids are learning how to be better kids in a sense. And it's just, yeah, I, I think that's Beautiful. just so fun um, about I being a parent and, and really good children's literature, I think, can really do that. Yeah. Yes. Well, we will make sure we put everything over on the show notes page for this episode so listeners can awesome. find you. And thank you for your dedication to all of this, Dr. Willard. Thank you for your passion for helping families and kids with mindfulness. And we just are really grateful for this talk today. Thank you. Yeah. Wonderful to meet you both. And uh, yeah, let's stay in touch. For links and more info about everything we talked about in today's episode, head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash 116. For more information, go to freshstartfamilyonline.com. Thanks for listening, families. Have a great day. All right, listeners, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it for you. As we wrap up here, don't forget to DM me the word shift or head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free discipline quick start learning bundle. You'll get immediate access to download our extensive learning guide where I'll share five ways you can ditch the old school hand-me-down punishment mindset beliefs and thoughts that are causing you to react like a volcano volcano instead of respond like the firm, kind, respectful teacher you are at your core. And then you'll also get immediate access to my on-demand workshop where I'll teach you our three core Fresh Start family strategies that make up a strong, compassionate, disciplined toolkit, as well as my favorite logical consequences that not only work with kids of all ages, but do wonders to unite you with your child and strengthen your relationship, even in your kid's worst moments. 
So pop on over to Instagram right now and just shoot me a DM with the word shift and I'll send you a personal link to download that bundle right away. Or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to get access immediately. All right. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you inside that free bundle and also inside the next episode.